I'm Seth Clevenger, Technology Editor at Transport Topics, and I'll be moderating a panel discussion that will take a deeper look at what we in trucking can learn from this example. The miracle in the Hudson serves as an inspiration for us all, and it surely has a special resonance for the people who work every day in the trucking industry to ensure the safe transportation of goods. It also demonstrates the immeasurable value of human training and human skill and human preparedness in the face of danger, even at a time when advanced technology enables us to automate more and more processes that were once performed uh, manually, either by a person in the cockpit of a plane or in the uh, cab of a truck. To help us explore this matter further, we've assembled a distinguished panel of fleet safety experts to join Captain Skiles in this discussion. Please allow me to introduce Brian Kinsey, President and CEO at Brown Integrated Logistics. Greg Kowalski, Senior Director of Safety at Conway Freight. And Rob Penner, President and Chief Operating Officer at Bison Transport. Let's get started. Well, thank you gentlemen for joining us. And uh, we have many, uh, many lessons that I think we can apply from, from Jeff's story to, to us in the trucking industry and uh, who are working every day to uh, ensure the, the safety of, uh, of our operations. And I think one very obvious parallel between Jeff's story and what we're seeing in the trucking industry now is the use of autopilot in the airlines and uh, you know, the continued movement toward autonomous driving technology and we, uh, in fact, we have a, a concept vehicle on display in the uh, exhibit hall here as uh, you know, yet another example of that. Uh, and my question to the panel is, uh, you know, what, what, is your, uh, what are your thoughts on this technology? Uh, how much promise do you see in autonomous driving to, uh, to assist the drivers that, uh, that move uh, uh, America's freight? Uh, Greg? Great question, Seth. You know, as uh, we look at our OEMs today, they're, they're driving the technology and the opportunity to provide greater driver assist um, technology. Um, when I think about the autonomous vehicle, and that is out in the future, and we look forward to that day, um, but in reality what it's doing is taking those driver assist technologies that we have today and making them better. So as an example, that forward collision mitigation and warning systems today only recognize a moving vehicle, the opportunity in the future that it you know, recognizes a, a stationary object in the roadway, a vehicle, and then beyond that opportunity to understand um, a pedestrian, something in the roadway that's non-metallic. And as they strive for this vehicle that can drive itself um, with the driver piloting the uh, equipment, it's only gonna make us safer and better in today's world. Other thoughts from the panelists? I completely agree with, uh, with Greg. We've spent the last 15 years really uh, working with technology to try to wrap it around the driver to assist it, but I think that you'll see a transition where, uh, where we, we have the driver really optimizing technology and that some of the advancements that, uh, that we're making with camera systems and, uh, and visibility tools for drivers you know, as, as, we've, as we've evolved in our industry, um, you know, the, dr the main function of a driving job was really learning how to operate the truck itself, and uh, our business is so much more complex and so much more congested. Um, 
and we can see more than a driver can see out of a windshield. So, so providing tools and technology to assist the driver makes nothing but sense. Some thoughts on it, Brian? I agree completely with uh, Greg and, and Rob. Uh, I think it's a great parallel uh, with aviation. Uh, they've had autopilots for more than a generation, more over 20 years. Uh, there's still two guys in, or two people in the uh, in the cockpit uh, that need to operate the, the vehicle, uh, need to drive it, uh, even with the autopilot there. But the tools that the autopilot provide make those two people, and in our case, the person that's behind the wheel, a safer person. <clears throat> the the uh, ability to react more quickly electronically, uh, to speed up uh, the reaction time, for example, using uh, brake assist, uh, you know, when you recognize um, a, a hazard and you uh, move your foot from the accelerator, the brake takes three quarters of a second. Uh, maybe the, <clears throat> the brake assist can do that in one tenth of a second, speeding up and, and reducing the risk of a crash. Yeah. And uh, Captain Skiles is a person who's uh, made this transition firsthand uh, in the airline industry. Uh, could you take us through your experiences as a, as a pilot as more and more automation and more and more functions uh, turn to autopilot, and uh, you know how difficult was it to make that transition and to trust the onboard technology uh, as you went through it? That's actually a good way of phrasing it. Uh, uh, when I entered the industry, I think that pilots were very much as where truck drivers are today. Uh, it was it was a skill you learned it you and you you, were, you flew the airplane from here to there. Um, there were some uh, fairly advanced uh, uh, safety devices, but, but really they've been developed over the last 20 or 25 years. And integrating those has, has not been uh, seamless. Uh, you've got a, uh, you know, you've got a group of people and drivers, and in our case, and pilots, who aren't used to being system managers. And that's really what you become, is you become more of a system, system manager. Um, what we found in our industry oftentimes is that you know, it just as anybody can understand, young people can adapt easier than, than old people, older people. Uh, and the, the older people in our profession found it difficult to adapt to these new systems um, when they were first introduced. Fortunately, it's happened over a period of decades, and they essentially retired out at the end, but, but it definitely was a problem at first. Okay. And any uh, quick uh, advice to the, those of us in the trucking industry who are you know, just now uh, exploring these technologies and, and wondering you know, what, what it holds for the future uh, as, we, as we move toward the same type of systems? Well, I think as I, I, I think I covered pretty heavily, or at least I attempted to in my presentation, but it's more than just uh, bringing the, the, uh, the technology to the road. It is, there's the other component of it, training your people to use the technology, getting your people used to using and to trusting the technology, because that's where you're really going to see the benefits uh, of any kind of new safety technology. And I think a key uh, point to bear in mind is the, the autonomous trucks that are being uh, tested and demonstrated today, they're still a driver. These are not driverless trucks. These are ultimately the next uh, step in the evolution toward um, you know, safer uh, active safety systems that make the job of the driver easier and safer. Uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, there will be drivers in, in the truck. And uh, you know, the question is, you know, how do we help uh, that driver do the best jo job possible? Uh, we've been talking about some technologies that uh, 
could become available on the horizon, autonomous driving, uh, platooning technology is being tested. Um, but there are also many technologies available today that, uh, that uh, you guys have already implemented, have you already uh, de deployed across your fleets. Uh, perhaps you could uh, share some examples of the systems that you are using today, um, and uh, as well as some, some examples of the results you've, you've seen. Rob? Sure. Um, we've been early adopters of technology to try to do everything we can to support our driver in that job and make sure that if there is a moment of distraction or, uh, or a mistake made, that we provide as much support as we possibly can. Uh, we've been touting safety and we were really focused on compliance for our entire, uh, for our entire uh, uh, development of our business and quickly recognized that there are many other things that we can do to be safe. So um, automation, automated transmissions, uh, although people say they like to shift, um, focusing on the road and the surroundings around, it, around them is much more important than, than gear selection. Collision avoidance. Um, we've been in it uh, right from the very start, looking at collision mitigation, uh, warning systems, lane departure. Uh, we're exploring the, the uh, concept of cameras um, to, to, again, try to understand how the driver's performing and what, uh, and what it is that we can actually, actually train for. Um, and driver ergonomics are very important to us as well, making sure that we do everything we can to manage fatigue um, and fatigue scenarios uh, evolve no matter how compliant you are. So, so whether it's uh, whether it's the uh, Bose Ride seat, whether it's our uh, testing for sleep apnea, making sure that we have a well-rested, alert driver. Okay, great. Um, other panelists, uh, some some thoughts on the systems that you guys have already rolled out and uh, and the results that you've seen. So at Conway, we've rolled out the collision mitigation, collision warning systems that Rob had mentioned, and we had great results from that. Um, and as we evolved with it, to Captain Skiles mentioned, it's, it's more about the person, the, the operator of the vehicle. So uh, over just over two years ago, we deployed the, the Lytics Drive Cam um, camera system to understand those behaviors that... Uh, our drivers are doing that lead up to those opportunities to where that technology is kicking in to assist them or prevent them. And that's really helped shape the direction of our safety um, at Conway Freight. It's really allowed us to identify those behaviors and what are the leading indicators that's going to drive us to be a safer company and then focus training on those opportunities. Great. Ryan? Our company has been an early adopter of some technologies, uh, most recently disc brakes on the drive axles. Uh, so we have uh, six wheel positions with, with disc brakes on them. Uh, it took a lot of training for the, uh, our commercial vehicle operators to uh, understand that this uh, is a very powerful braking system that it could throw them uh, out of their seat if they're not careful and, and do some damage. And so we did some extensive amount of training. And it turns out that we ended up having to train most of our, our fleet uh, most of our, uh, the people that operate our trucks because we kept switching trucks between drum brakes and disc brakes and the, the difference in the stopping was uh, extremely great uh, and required a significant adjustment in the part of the, the commercial vehicle operator. Uh, I think training is, is uh, on every single aspect of this uh, new technology that's available is, is absolutely critical. Uh, just putting it on the truck won't make it work. 
Um, and to the audience, as we continue, uh, please bear in mind that we'll have a Q&A session at the end. So if you'd like to submit a question, uh, look for our assistance down the aisle, raise your hand, and get an uh, index card and, and jot down your question. Uh, we will do our best to hit as many as we can. Um, and uh, you, know, you talked a little bit about uh, training, Brian. And uh, you know, perhaps uh, we can have a, a quick conversation about uh, the ways that you guys are, are using technology in the training process, and I know you have a good example of that, uh, Rob. Yeah, we're, uh, we've been very active in using technology to support our drivers from all functions. Um, Internet-based training, making sure that drivers are comfortable with new technology, so as soon as they walk in the door, we have them on our computer system. We, uh, you know, we make the, our intranet their, their home base, so they're very comfortable around basic technology. We use simulation to put them through every type of driving scenario possible. And we don't really call it training, we call it skills development because our drivers come to us licensed and experienced, but we understand that they don't always get to practice uh, the scenarios. Uh, beyond that, we actually have very detailed training on the technology we put on the trucks. So the driver gets a very thorough orientation of the truck and you know, we've for many years made assumptions that a driver knows you know, it's a truck and they've been driving for a long time, they know what to do and how to do it. Um, but we really do put, spend a lot of time showing them how the technology works, what to expect from it, um, how to troubleshoot it, and how, to, how it will support them in their work. Greg, examples of how uh, you, know, you uh, train your drivers to, to be ready to use these systems? Absolutely, much like, like Rob, uh, with the equipment, we spend a lot of time um, getting the employee to know the equipment, understand the technologies in there that are the, there to help them. Um, but we really have the foundation portion of we've really leveraged Smith System driving principles. Um, and we have a network of driver trainers at all of our facilities throughout the company. And with our technologies, um, especially the cameras, we understand the behaviors that lead up to it. And it has a direct correlation to the Smith System driving principles that we have as a foundation. So it allows us to go back to those employees and talk to them. And one thing that we heard from the employees is they want training from their peer, a person that's out there. And we have a lot of leaders, uh, national truck driving champions, million mile, two million mile drivers that are really respected throughout the employee work group. And those people have stepped forward because they care about safety and care about their peers to take on some of that, that training opportunities. So the technology allows us to know what behaviors to share but then it also allows us to focus on the particular person and focus that training and, and engage that person in a coaching session and not a disciplinary session. So. Yeah, any additional thoughts, Brian, on that? We're very similar. We uh, use uh, computer training. Uh, we have a computer training kiosk in every terminal, and uh, the CBOs that have any violations go through a series of modules that they have to complete uh, and before they can go back on the road, um, and they... Uh, if they miss a safety meeting, they have to make up the safety meeting with one or two other modules, and we go through a series of about 40 retraining uh, opportunities uh, for every CVO in the, in the And you use the term CVO, and uh, perhaps you could give our audience a quick explanation of, of your approach to, to the job title of, of your drivers. I, th I think that, uh, you know, the job has changed uh, a lot from what it was 25 years ago, and uh, we changed the job title with it. Because I think if you look, draw a parallel, um, there are no janitors anymore. They're custodians or, or building superintendents. There's mechanics are now technicians. Um, no secretaries or administrative assistants. There's no store clerks. They're sales associates. 
as the job changes and, and becomes a little more sophisticated, uh, we're not going to attract new people into this business uh, if we use the same old truck driver job title. So at our company, we changed the job title to commercial vehicle operator, and it's a term of respect we give the people that operate our trucks, knowing that what they do is so much more than just driving. 